I'm uh, Neil Packham. I'm the Community Drama Director at the Citizens Theatre. And I've been privileged to work here for, well, uh, must be 17 years now. Um, my name is Peter Arnott. I am the playwright for uh, A Night to Remember. And this, is, I think, will be my seventh or eighth community show at the Cits, I think. My first experience of theatre as, as an audience member, which was a school trip to see a production of Macbeth here in seven, 1976, 77, so I must have been 14 or 15 years old. And uh, it was extraordinary. It was, it was, a, it was an all-male production, it, um, it, and it was uh, David Heyman was played Lady Macbeth, and he, he wore a, a rehearsal skirt when he was Lady Macbeth, and, they, and, they were, and, they, and it was one lighting state, and it was completely open staging. And I can see it now. Um, and it, it's, it's in my head now. Um, and little did we know at the time when I was 15 years old but that a world class theatre uh, world class was in the Gorbals we had, we had no idea that, that, that that's, what, that's what we had in our doorstep that the, the productions that, that Giles and Philip and, and David uh, did um, in those especially in the 1970s and 80s um, were of a standard that is you know that that was world famous and and <laughs> world famous and almost and almost entirely beyond the comprehension of either the Scottish Arts Council or <laughs> or, um, or the or the or Glasgow City Fathers who seemed you know who very rarely appreciated what they had, um, but I did uh, and eventually and it's, and it's by the time it got to like the, the, the beginning of the nineteen eighties and there was a season that, that they did of Jean Genet plays um, the uh, balcony, the screens and the, and the, the blacks um, which was unbelievable um, there was, uh, and there were two productions especially of the Rosen Cavalier um, and of uh, Carl, an, an impossible play which I love, which, which in some way this is a kind of a tribute to the A Night to Remember um, an impossible play by Carl Christ, an Austrian playwright um, The Last Days of Mankind was actually an, evo- an evocation of the First World War um, by Karl Krauss, which was rolled, the First World War, but taking place entirely in a cafe in Vienna, um, which was just one of the most extraordinary pieces of theatre I've yet I've ever seen. Um, with Gary Oldman, he was in it, among others. And so the citizens was, meant, meant an awful lot to me as an audience member, and as and as uh, and when I first got the chance to work here, and it, there was it was it was in fact with um, with Neil uh, and with Guy, uh, who are directing uh, putting this show together. Uh, first had a chance to work here on a regular basis with, with doing, community, doing community shows here uh, which have been among again among the best things that I've ever, I've, I've ever done the, the best processes that I've ever been through um, in terms of making plays and making shows um, so uh, yeah that I, I, to, to have the chance to work with the cast of 63 on the main stage of the, of the sit the last sit show before it's closed for two and a half years is a great. Um, I, I had to jump at the chance, even though I had no mm. time to write the script. The remember in the title uh, is, is is the First World War, um, which of course we've, everyone's been thinking about and remembering. Um, but it's particularly the First World War in this city, in this theatre. This mm. is um, uh, so that what's happening uh, is that uh, <coughs> the the, uh, the company that's who are sixty odd strong, sixty strong company. Yeah, they are the, they are gathering to for an, uh, an evening's entertainment um, under the misapprehension that the the theatre is already closed for refurbishment because the people that the audience are going to meet little do they know are actually the ghosts who inhabit the building the ghosts of the gorbals and who gather together. Uh, periodically, as they as they say in the play, um, for to, to to put on their own entertainments, and once in a great 
while to help uh, one of their number move on to a better place, Govan Hill. <laughs> uh, so, so this, uh, they have uh, this, this is who they. Govan Hill actually at the time was a, was considered very salubrious. Absolutely, but Govan Hill was in fact where that was the next stop. I mean, the, 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 at the t- especially at the time of a hundred years ago, mm. when this when this when this this the, the Citizens Theatre was the Royal Princess Theatre, Princess's Theatre. Uh, run by a man called Rich Walden, who appears in a completely fictionalised mm. version in the play, um, just in case there's anyone, any relatives of his listening who want to sue me. <laughs> um, the, but, he, but he ran the place, and it was, it was, it was part of this, this kind of bustling um, Gorbals community, but the Gorbals was very much the place where uh, people arrived in the city when they first got here, this was where this was where um, had a floating population of, of immigrants of Irish, Italian, Jewish um, immigrants uh, in much the same way that Govan Hill, yes, ironically enough, now uh, is a place which has got a floating population of of of, uh, of Irish of still the Irish yeah, are still yeah. in Govan Hill, um, but and, and and Jewish, but also and now Roma. Yeah. So that is, and so the, these things are, are they, they go in cycles. And basically, what happens, what's happening in this play is that people who were in um, the uh, the Gorbals, who are in fact walking on in the street outside this theatre on a particular day yeah. in 1918, are all being brought together for a purpose that they don't quite know about at the beginning of the show. And I'm not going to tell you what the purpose is. Well, I, when I first read the script, Peter, I also found you know, it's quite dark and it has a great sense of humour about it. But it's also quite dark and quite, has some quite truthful, some quite truthful moments in it that are really kind of... Well, I learned things, actually, from it as well. I thought it was, you know, the things about the First World War that maybe I didn't know before. But in, but in a... And it's, it, is, it does have an element of, of darkness to it, as well as, in, well as great humour and some tremendous songs some of which people will recognize and some of maybe are not so well known well it's, again it's, it's, we're, we're quite used to in some ways i mean through shows like oh it's a lovely war and and because the songs and poetry of the first world war are are, are extremely mm. well known i mean they're they're part of our the cultural fabric mm. in a way that um that perhaps this the songs and poems of the second world war for example aren't yeah um yeah. But uh, uh, well, hopefully what we've done is, is having acknowledged that and, and, and used that to a degree, but hopefully in a slightly unexpected way. So that the poems which are, are quoted from in the play are not necessarily the ones that everyone knows, mm. but have some, some of them have a, have a, have a Scottish connection. There's, yeah. there's a Scottish poet called E.A. Mackintosh, and, and there are a couple of poems of his. And and this, so and this, there's a there's a, there's a few things and and also the, the the script the genesis of the script was very much from uh, documents of the time newspapers of the time so, because I was yeah, you I, worked at the Mitchell you went to the Mitchell, Mitchell Library you a went lot. to the Mitchell Absolutely. Library a lot yes did lots of research in there which... and, and and so more or less the first version of the script anyone saw here was more or less research in dialogue form yeah. um, which yeah. was not really kind of terribly inspiring I wouldn't have thought well but it but it was very <laughs> informative but you have to go through this. You know, have to go through a process, and maybe this was a different process. For it you was a different writer. It was, it was. I mean, there's not there's not only the different process of the fact that I'm, I'm writing for a cast of sixty, yeah, but more than sixty, which is you never get to do. Mm. Um, and but second, the other thing is um, 
that this that the way this play evolved was very different from my usual kind of experience. I usually have some idea what I'm doing when I start. I really didn't with this. I, I, I really started with the research and started with um, tr- trying to find voices, trying mm. to find voices of newspapers at the time, advertisements at the time. Yeah. Um, and, and all that is still in the show. It is. It's a lovely section. There's a lovely... There's lots of lovely sections for the ensemble because it is such a large cast as well but for the ensemble beautiful sections where where you explore the adverts and the humor of the adverts that are very different for today yes today. absolutely and and and, oh, and yes well uh, nibble, niblick's whiskey and um mun- yeah. and munitions beer which was a, was a big thing at the, at the time and in fact good the, beer was it no it was terrible <laughs> but but, it, but in fact rather like um a, a regular income tax um daylight saving hours and uh it was an innovation of the of the first world war um, the 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 kind of bo- the the beer we buy in pubs to this very day, except in the last ten twenty years yeah, when you've got stronger tasty. beer yeah. has come in oh, to pubs yeah. in the last few years, the watered down stuff we drink the kind of three percent proof yeah, stuff yeah. all comes from the first world war when beer yeah. was del- very deliberately watered down because of, because of people working in munitions factories, so there's a song in the show which I found which is my favourite find because I'd mm-hmm. never heard it before there's a song called Lloyd George's Beer. Uh, which is the which is soldiers coming home um, from the from the front, and they come home to the go to the pub and they go, "What the hell is this <laughs> stuff?" <laughs> but that's interesting that actually it was watered down because people would be working in in the munitions factory, and sure. they didn't want them to be half horsed while they get back to work. <laughs> it wouldn't, wouldn't have worked out very well. Uh, well it's, it's you know, but then, then again, it's, it's a very funny song as well. Uh, uh, yeah, it is a funny song. Yeah, it can't be denied. This show's happening at a very special time in terms of the history of the Citizens Theatre. I feel very privileged to be here at the time when this transition is taking place. And, you know, and the play has that. And it puts a little a nod and a wink to... Uh, uh, to the fact that the, the the building's closing down and we're not going to be able to en- enter this space mm. over the uh, over the next two and a half years, and I think it's I think it's really important that that's marked for so many people. So the play is definitely that, but it's also a massive part of it is commemorating. It's clearly commemorating the end of the First World War and the way that uh, families the the. The conflict within families, it's during that time as well. It's showing all the different worlds that were around during the First World War. You know, and the the home front, the contribution of of women, the complexities. The the theatre was a big thing. I mean, cinema... It was films were actually shown in theatres in those days as well. I mean, there were the the, 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 uh, the the big public space cinemas were just really, were really going to only built in Glasgow after the First World War. So, if you were going to come and see a set a Charlie Chaplin film, it would probably be in a theatre space. Um, and so and so that a newsreel might well be shown as part of a, th- a theatre performance. So, and since, and especially during the war, um, you'd find that there was a, a, a very strong demand for theatre. So the theatres actually did extremely well. Uh, and so Rich Walden, for example, uh, although this is entirely fictional, um, the, the the character of Rich Walden that, that we that we have, uh, which is um, in in the show, um, being played by by Alan McHugh, um, is is um, he's a kind of nightmare variety Harry Lauder. Uh, Scottish and ent- Scottish entertainer, who's uh, the real Rich Walden, maybe nothing it's like this at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but the, I've got him as a kind of actor manager, Harry Lauder impersonator, more or less. 
Um, because Harry Lauder, of course, who is a Scotsman, was the single most popular entertainer on stage in the world at that time. Um, and he, absolutely he was. And he would fill theatres from end to end of Britain and Canada. He would play in America. He, would, he was hugely popular. Um, and he, of course, lost a son during the, um, during the First World War and, and wrote um, Keep Right On Till the End of the Road um, in his memory. Um, so this, uh, that, that was one, one prospective mm-hmm. title of the show um, was Keep Right On to the End of the Road. Um, so, but, so anyway, the, 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 but this very strong tradition of the, the, these theatres were the places that people came um, to find a little, you know, community and and and, it's, and it's, the songs were enormously important to them so you would have sing songs at the end of almost every show no matter what the show was you um you know whether the, sh- the show was shakespeare or ibsen or um the, the, these songs were enormously important to people and so all these all these all this kind of popular culture of history is all happening live in in front of us uh, and it's, it's part of the show and it's Certainly, a very rich tapestry that mm. you've created. It's a really rich world with, full of, full of variety, as you say, and, and some terrible jokes. Poems. Hopefully, some really, oh, they're wonderful. <laughs> it, the, the logistics behind it are really complicated. Mm. Um, you know, there's sixty people that have got to be costumed. We have a very short amount of time for rehearsal. People have other lives <laughs> with actors professional actors they get paid they turn up they turn up on time they do their job they go away they learn their lines because that's their job people are doing this for, for a variety of reasons some people are doing this because it's a challenge to them and they've never done it before and they see it as a challenge other people because it's a great opportunity to perform on the citizens theater stage but uh yeah, they have other lives outside of this building. You've got 60 people's lives that anything could happen to those people. Four actors, do you know, that, that's only four, four actors. 60 people, everybody, anything yeah. can happen, you know, and you, we have to look and after those people. it usually does. Yeah, and it does, yeah. Some yeah. people not, might not make it all the way through. To me, it's the most exciting thing. I really love the challenge. I was... I really in, enjoy the challenge of somebody coming up to me and going, Neil, I'll tell you what, you'll never get me up there. To me, that's kind of actually more ex- <laughs> exciting than actually uh, trying to work with... with the, I trained as a professional actor and the Citizens Theatre is somewhere that I wanted to work as a professional actor and I never did. <laughs> but at the same time, I found something that I really love when you see people, particularly people that have never done it before, engage with this kind of theatre. And I know there's people, I'm so excited that they're in the show that have never done it before. Uh, And that's going to be such a thrill for them. And hard work, Mm -hmm. tiring for them to go through this process. It's not all glamour and glitz. There's a lot of there's a lot of heartache to go. Yeah, and and the building's falling down as well. And the build and yeah, yeah. we're the last people in the building. We've got to kind of hold it up 